for a little boy. And um, so uh, Kyle started explaining to him, that's, they're going to a, a party. Uh, and he just wanted, he was so curious, like, where are they going? Why are they so dressed up, you know? And so he started to explain, you know, how you have to just break stuff down. Um, he's three, so you can't just say they're going to prom. So Kyle said, you know, they get all dressed up, and they go, and they, they probably eat dinner, and then they, they go dance and have fun with, with really cool music. And um, so I could tell he was just like, okay. And I said, and they, they get to go on a date. And it was quiet for a second. And he said, Mama? And then, okay, so then I'm like, oh, this conversation has to stop right now. Oh, my gosh, no, not a date with Mama. And so then I'm realizing, okay, i got to keep explaining this to him. So then he says, Dada? I'm like, no, honey, not with Dada. You're going to be able to drive by then. So then I'm, like, really jumping off the cliff of, you know, like, and I, I looked at Kyle. I said, we have to stop this conversation right now because I can't handle it. I'm talking about him driving. But it's just, it's a process. It is a process. We have to surround our kids with people that love and know God. We have to pray over them constantly because I believe that God hears the hearts of, uh, uh, he hears our hearts. And today, especially on Mother's Day, he hears the hearts of mothers. Hannah, she was like screaming out to the point of not even caring if somebody saw her looking like she was drunk. She was desperate. And so that's the kind of prayers that we need to pray. We can't just be like, oh, hey, God, when you get a chance, you know, I haven't really talked to you in 20 years, but I want my kid to, you know, grow up and be a good son. No, we have to, you know, pray over them daily. Um, when we send them off to those people that we trust, we have to just pray over them and, and release that to God because, and we're going to talk about in a minute, worry. Um, we got to let go of all of that stuff. And the last um, part, she says, and he will, be long, he will be long to the Lord his whole life. Um, so in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And I want to hang out here just for a second, because a lot of us are in that stage where our kids are three years old, and we have a lot of control, and we, we can speak you know, things into their life, and they just receive it immediately, and that's beautiful and wonderful, but I also want us to know that we're planting seeds for when they're older, and they can think for themselves, or their friends are thinking for them, and they don't believe us right away, so that this is a scripture that you can hold on to, that all the seeds that you've planted into their heart, they're going to stick. When you plant a seed, it, it grows, and a lot of times the timing of the Lord doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we want to plant it and have the fruit and eat it and enjoy it and have no weeds. But God's timing is different than that. So if you, um, if you just believe the scripture, just train them when they're young. And when they're old, they'll, they're going to come back to that word. Um, it's so beautiful even now. Our son Beckett, he doesn't, um, he's getting a whole lot better, but he has dealt with speech issues. And even now, with not having tons and tons of words, if I say, oh, I have a boo-boo, pray mama, is like the first thing that he says. And I'm like, oh, yes, like that's, that's in him right now. And so I want to feed that. I want to water that. Because um, 
God is faithful, and he's, he's going to return that back to us, and not that we do it out of a selfish manner, but just because we want what we are praying about to be fruitful. Um, and so we have to trust God with them because letting them, because what Hannah did is she dropped him off when he was probably two or three and left him there. It wasn't like I'm taking you to half-day half preschool, I'll be back for your nap time. It's like once a year, I'm going to visit the temple and I'll get to see you when I make my sacrifice. That's a huge giving it over to the Lord um, thing. So trusting God is a huge, huge thing here with Hannah. Um, Samuel, 1 Samuel 3.19 says, as he grew up, the Lord was with him and everything he said proved to be reliable. So again, just he, he was trained up in the way that he should go. And as he got older, all of the, all of the things that he said was reliable. He was one of the most um, amazing, awesome, I don't know if you would call it successful prophets. I don't know if successful is the right word, but he was a really amazing prophet. And so um, for her to give him over to the Lord like that was, was huge. Um, I think that giving, giving back, praying, asking God, where, whatever kind of phase you're at, the last line here in verse 28 is so important. They, if you can put that up there for Samuel 1:28, the very last line, it says, and he, and he worshiped the Lord there. Um, in, other, in the message translation, it says, and they worshiped the Lord right there. Then and there, they worshiped God. I think um, worshiping God through this process of what, again, whatever it is that we're praying over is so, so huge. Really quick, I'm going to chat about what worship is not, and then we're going to just close with what worship is and how important that is that that last line there, and then in there they worship the Lord. So um, worship is not comparison. Something that I've been learning um, as a young mom is comparison is the thief of joy. I've been telling Kyle that I, I enjoy the blog world, and there's lots of mom blogs out there, and I'm finding that there's labels of different types of moms, like here over here is the organic mom, you know, she, she, and none of them are right or wrong, but it's very much a labeling deal, like this is the organic mom, this is the um, soccer mom, this is the, you know, and you can kind of see them coming, what type of mom they are, and that's okay, that's, that's who that, who God created them to be, but what starts happening is that you look at organic mom while your child is over here chomping on a cookie, and you're like, oh my gosh, everything that child is eating is organic. That's stealing my joy. And I'm not saying that I give my kids only cookies, but when you start comparing yourself to other people and other people's stories, it steals your joy. It just strips away every bit of who God has created you to be. So even if you're not praying over your children, maybe you don't have children, maybe you're never going to have kids, or maybe your kids are grown and gone, whatever it is that you are at the temple crying out to God about, comparison is a thief of joy. 
Um, in Psalms 139, it talks about how that we were created in our mother's womb. So organic mom was created in her mom's womb. God knew who she was going to be before she was born. Soccer mom, she's created to be who she was called to be. And so I think that we have to keep that in our, in our focus. We're not worshiping when we're comparing. Um, we're just not. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if, if comparison is the thief of the joy, is thief of our joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength, then we're walking around very weak people, just comparing, and you're not seeing the beauty in what you have. So worship is not comparison. And I'm not sure if I gave you this scripture or not, but Philippians 4, 6, worship is not worry. The Bible says um, in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but everything. Present your request to God, basically. Just give it over to him. Don't worry about it. Um, there's only so much we can do. And, and then this is where I want to focus for a few minutes. So worship is not comparison. It's not worry. But it is, if you can pull up Deuteronomy for me real quick. Deuteronomy, oh, excuse me, 6, 5 through 9. We're going to read that really fast. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. So knowing, knowing the scripture, knowing God's word and speaking it over our kids, just knowing that, that's worshiping God. I'll keep going. Um, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So, uh, again, it's Mother's Day, so speaking specifically about children, throughout your day, tell them, like, this is why we do what we do, or this is why we're praying for this, or this is what we're praying about. Um, we don't have to give them the exact details of prom, but we can share with them, yeah, they get, they get to dress up and go dancing. And so, we might have to bring it down on their level, but just talk to them about the things of God. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Back in um, those days, they used to put, I think they were called phylacteries. It's a big word, but basically it's like a piece of jewelry that they would just strap this little box onto their arm or, or their forehead, and it would have promises of God or scriptures or the word on them. So just... Um, no, I'm not asking you to strap your Bible to your head, but study these things. Study the words. Study what God says about them. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I want my house to be a house of prayer. I want my house to be a house of peace so that that is a place that my child will want to come to when they need something. I don't want it to be a, a house of fear or a house of comparison or worry. I'm sorry. Because this is important. We are the people that God has entrusted for these kids to, to grow up in. And so I, I have a huge responsibility. I feel the weight of knowing God's word and knowing his scripture so that I can give that to my kids. Because, no, I don't have a dream of them being a president of a company. I want them to be whoever they are called to be. But whatever they choose to do, I want them to have God's heart inside of them and, and do that with excellence and showing Christ um, to the world. So 
if Benaiah, wherever you are, if you can come, I'm closing, but I don't, I don't really know what point of verse 27 or 28 that you're in. You might be at that point where you're crying out to God in anguish and grief, and just to be honest, you're freaking out. You're, you don't understand why you're put in the situation that you're put in. With Hannah, she didn't understand why she didn't have children. Um, she didn't understand why the other wife that she had to live with had lots of children, and she had to make fun of her. So whatever point of these scriptures are, you could be, you could be at the point of anguish and just screaming out to the Lord, like, this, I'm crying out to you. This is, what, um, this is what my heart is. You could already be at that point where God has answered your prayer, and now you have to kind of, you know, Hannah said, I'm going give to give him back to you for his whole life. So now she's like, okay, God, I have the son you gave him to me, so now I have to cash in my part, do what I said I was going to do. Um, and you might be at the point of letting go, giving, giving up what God's given to you. Um, so whatever place of this scripture that you're at, I just I want to emphasize the fact that worship has to be a part of the whole thing. Um, I'm going to read this to you. It says, God's character and faithfulness doesn't change with the circumstance, so neither should our worship. I'm going to read that one more time. God's character and faithfulness doesn't change with the circumstance, so neither should our worship. And that's really hard because a lot of times we're not having just roses or red types of days. Um, but worshiping God through it is the most beautiful process. I can't express how many times you don't really have the answer, but you have God to worship, and he gives you that peace. I, I just feel like this morning I just want to share whatever your circumstances, God's faithful, and he just wants you to worship him through it. Um, I know that this was short and hopefully sweet, but um, I just had to share what was on my heart. And going back to Proverbs 31, it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty fades, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. And I want to expand that to the guys in the room too. A man who fears the Lord will be praised. And so as we leave today, as we go to our communities and back to our jobs and our schools, and maybe you're going back home to your kids, all the stuff that we think matters, it fades away. But a person who fears the Lord will be praised. And I don't mean praise like I'm gonna, you're going to get a standing ovation everywhere you go. I just mean that you're going to be honored, that your steps are ordered, um, that you can find purpose in your life for whatever that you're searching for. So just don't let your circumstance dictate how you worship God. Um, Benaiah's going to, they're going to lead another song, and I uh, believe we'll do the table after that. But just during this next song, just kind of reflect on how you can worship through whatever it is that um, you're dealing with today. Thank you.